This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Richard Nixon. Well, I'm not a crook. Ronald Reagan. Tear down this wall. George W. Bush. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And Donald Trump. And a friend of mine for a long time, he uh, only likes politics. If you ask him about how are the Yankees doing, he has no interest. If you ask him almost anything, he likes politics and he's a professional at the highest level Roger Stone. All of these presidents relied on one man to secure their seat in the Oval Office. That man is Roger Stone. This is The Roger Stone Show on 77 WABC. Welcome back. I'm Roger Stone, and this is The Roger Stone Show on 77 WABC Radio. We are the crown jewel of AM radio, the most dynamic and among the most powerful AM radio stations in the world. If you don't live in the greater New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area, you can always find us at wabcradio.com, where we are live streaming worldwide, recently rated as the number one talk radio station in the nation. You don't want to miss any of the great programming here at 77 WABC. Uh, It's extraordinarily difficult to be an independent investigative journalist today. Uh, It doesn't really matter the quality of your investigative research and your reporting. Uh, You are subject to the vagaries and uh, and the difficulty of breaking through the din of corporately owned media. But Frank Parlato Jr., an investigative journalist uh, who is at the helm of the Frank Report, has broken the mold. It was the deep investigative reporting of Frank Parlato uh, that brought down the Nexium sex cult. That's spelled N-X-I-V-M for those who are unfamiliar with it. This was a huge story, and in the beginning, there was only one reporter who was exposing both the financial fraud and the sexual abuse of one Keith Ranieri, uh, who was ultimately sentenced to over 120 years in prison. But ultimately, the New York Times and the Albany Times Union would recognize the outstanding investigative reporting of Frank Parlato, uh, whose exposures brought that abusive cult down. Frank Parlato, welcome to The Roger Stone Show. Thank you, Roger. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, There's always a lot of disinformation about this, so we'll dispose about it up front. Um, I had a brief intersection with Nexium myself. I must tell you, I never saw uh, a nubile young harem of women who had been captured uh, by the cult. Uh, I uh, saw a group of middle-aged housewives taking a course to restore their 
self-esteem. Uh, but as I told you at the time, what I really thought were evidence of enormous financial crimes. It appeared to me that Keith Ranieri and others in the Nexium cult uh, targeted the children of extremely wealthy parents who had extremely large trust funds uh, in order to tap into those trust funds and essentially abscond with tens of millions of dollars. You dug much, much deeper, uh, and uh, tell folks what you found. Well, thank you for uh, relating it the way you did, because I think there's been kind of a twisted media narrative about your role in Nexium that seems to be distorted along political lines. But I, I, as I've written in my reporting that you were one of the critical people who assisted and helped to expose the criminal enterprise of Nexium. And um, that was going back as far as 2007. You were perhaps the very first voice uh, against Nexium. And I clearly recall phone calls you made to me to uh, look into certain financial improprieties. So I think that the, the, the typical media uh, reversal of truth, you helped in a serious way to bring Nexium down, and the reporting in some mainstream media has been precisely the opposite. Yeah, welcome to the fake news media. This was a, a persistent goal of yours, uh, and uh, you really did it single-handedly. For folks who haven't been to the frankreport.com, uh, Frank is one of the most courageous, independent, investigative journalists in the country, also one of the hardest working. Uh, the reason that we have him here today uh, is that Frank told me that he believes that the case in which, in which Penn State assistant football coach Jerry Sandusky uh, was tried uh, and convicted uh, of the sexual abuse uh, of multiple minors uh, and sent to prison almost 10 years ago is unjust. Uh, it is, uh, Frank, correct me if I'm wrong, it is your contention that Sandusky was uh, falsely accused and unjustly convicted. Uh, now, my recollection of this is that there were a number of boys who came forward and claimed that they were abused by Sandusky. Are you telling me today that all of those witnesses lied? Uh, yes, uh, that's my opinion. There's, there's some dispute over whether some of them who testified, and by the way, they were not boys, they were men when they testified, and every one of them had a civil attorney and every one of them collected more than $1 million for their stories. And I believe personally that they all lied. Now, some scholars and people who studied the case believe that maybe some of them did not lie. They just were falsely encouraged to remember things that did not happen. Most of the accusers were subjected to something called repressed memory recovery, where they did not remember that Jerry Sandusky abused them, but they 
took and underwent a tremendous amount of therapy to recall. And, the, and, and in these instances, they suddenly started to remember uh, abuse that led them <clears throat> to making anywhere between $1.5 million to $20 million for their testimony. Now, Frank, this case happened over 10 years ago. Sandusky was tried and convicted, uh, and he's in prison now. What, what motivated you to essentially reopen this case and investigate it anew? Well, it was actually just a, a happenstance. I, uh, one of my writers had written a story about another unrelated matter, and they happened to mention Jerry Sandusky, and with the typical presumption, because he was convicted, of him being guilty of abusing and molesting boys, uh, something which is, at, at that time, I thought to be uh, a given. And I received a email from a re, uh, retired professor at Berkeley, Dr. Frederick Cruz, a very distinguished professor and author of 14 books, a couple of best-selling books. And he said to me in an email, everything that the public believes about Jerry Sandusky is exactly the opposite of the truth. Uh, uh, amazing. So, uh, look, I'm not a giant sports fan, as I think uh, you actually heard Donald Trump say in the intro here. Uh, I guess I fail to understand the motive of the prosecutors. Uh, look, I understand that there's corruption in the political climate, but Sandusky was not only a football coach, but he was a protege of the much-revered Joe Paterno, one of the legends of college football. What, what was their motive here? What was the end game? Well, there was a, a combination of motives. The governor at the time uh, he had a personal uh, vendetta going against the president of Penn State. And um, the chairman or the head of the board of trustees had a personal vendetta against Joe Paterno. The accusers were rustled up by a number of civil lawyers who advertised for victims, understanding that Penn State would pay a fortune. And it was kind of a perfect storm of greed and opportunity that created a falsehood that expanded and enlarged by the media, whose own agenda is to uh, enjoy a lubricious story such as this one and celebrate it and pound away to see results, whether they're true or not. And the big uh, headline was Joe Paterno. Uh, well, we uh, lost our guest, who we presume will call back in uh, and rejoin us. You can go to the frankreport.com for his extraordinary reporting. Uh, I remember very well uh, his complete expose of the Nexium sex cult, which the New York Times didn't really pick up on what essentially was uh, Frank's uh, reporting uh, until such time uh, that he revealed that the head of this sex cult, Keith Ranieri, now in prison for uh, a sentence of over a 20, 120 years, uh, was actually 
branding with a metal hot brand uh, his victims. Uh, Frank Parlato uh, joins us uh, yet again. We're talking uh, about the uh, case against Penn State assistant coach Jerry Sandusky, uh, who almost 10 years ago, over 10 years ago, was tried and convicted for uh, sexual assault against boys who, by the time they testified against him, uh, were men. Uh, Frank Parlato, investigative journalist, rejoins us now. Uh, Frank, this is obviously a very unpopular cause. Uh, most people uh, have read and digested the media coverage of some time ago, which paints Sandusky as a predator, uh, and a number of others in Penn State as being part of a massive cover-up. Uh, why did you decide to invest your time uh, and put your reputation on the line uh, in this investigation? And more importantly, what has been the response so far? Well, I spent three months looking at this case very carefully before I would venture uh, to publish my conclusion, which is that Jerry Sandusky not only got a very unfair trial, a show trial, but that he is innocent and that the accuser's stories, every last one of them, falls apart just based on evidence, based on what they said and the impossibility of uh, what they said. And so that I felt it was incumbent on me to bring this out while a man who is now 80 years old is sitting in prison now for the 11th year, he was railroaded into prison. And so I feel that it's important that we get public attention to this, and it has begun. There are people all over the nation and even in other countries who are beginning to take a brand new look at this issue, and anyone who studies it for just a fair amount of time will realize that Jerry Sandusky was railroaded into prison by a combination of corrupt and uh, maleficent forces. Uh, speak to us about Joe Paterno, whose, uh, whose legend was also tarnished in the scandal. Joe Paterno uh, in Pennsylvania and in the world of college football was considered a god, uh, but this damaged his reputation uh, uh, exceedingly. What, if anything, was his role here? What, in your opinion, did Paterno know, and what didn't he know? And has he been equally uh, uh, disturbed by this narrative as you claim Sandusky has? Well, there's no doubt that Joe Paterno, uh, the winningest coach in college football history, a man who deserves to be enshrined as a true national treasure, uh, was discredited and disgraced. He was uh, fired as the head coach uh, after some 60 years of service to Penn State by a man who had a personal animus against him, John Shermer, the former chairman of U.S. Steel, a trustee at Penn State, was bitter with Paterno because he had not put his nephew on the Penn State football team and then apparently later his nephew... Um, Made a, made a hell of his life and possibly died in a drug overdose. So we had a man who was vindictive against Paterno, this supremely good man, Paterno. And they concocted a story with a 
a devious man by the name of Mike McQuarrie, who created a fiction, and the prosecutors exaggerated that fiction to entail that Joe Paterno knew that Jerry Sandusky had abused the boy in the shower room, in the locker room at, in Penn State, <clears throat> a complete falsehood, a, 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 a lie that even the jury saw through. But this lie carried around the nation so quickly that they fired Paterno. The following week, he had a medical checkup because of this distressing kinds of information being fired. He, they discovered he had cancer, and he died two months later, his legacy and disgrace. If you're just tuning in, folks, we're talking to Frank Parlato Jr. of the Frank Report, investigative journalist. I'm Roger Stone. This is The Roger Stone Show, and we'll be right back with more of Frank Parlato. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Roger Stone Show on 77 WABC. A man who's gone through hell, but he's kept going and he's smart and he's strong and people love him not everybody but people love him and respect him roger stone now here's roger stone welcome back folks this is the roger stone show we're talking to frank parlato jr independent investigative journalist you can find him at the frankreport.com uh, and he is making the case to us today that uh, former assistant Penn State football coach Jerry Sandusky uh, was unjustly accused of sexual assault against multiple minors uh, and convicted to prison uh, where he is now. Uh, Frank, what else uh, do you think people need to know about this case? How common is that psychiatric technique of bringing back repressed memories, uh, and why should people care about this? Well, I think there's a couple of reasons that I think it's significant. Um, firstly, a repressed, recovered memory has been largely discredited everywhere. Uh, it can induce false memories, and it should have been excluded in this case, but uh, Sandusky's attorney was not really competent for the task. He failed to challenge the uh, introduction of repressed memory. So what we find is we have eight men testifying who originally said that Jerry Sandusky never abused them, and then they go into court and they excuse their changed stories by saying they went, they recovered their memories. And suddenly, uh, with the help of their civil attorneys who re referred them to these psychologists, uh, I think, secondly, it's important because Joe Paterno has a, a, a vast throng of followers. And I found out this today. Uh, John Ziegler, who is a, a famous radio announcer, had communicated back in 2014 with Donald Trump about this. And I have a 
a note from Trump that was sent to uh, Ziegler, the radio personality, where Trump's instincts suggested to him that there seemed to be a rush to judgment here. And I have that letter, and I think that Trump understood that um, this was an unjust prosecution, at least as it related to Paterno, who he was familiar with. And I think that there's a huge growing body of Pennsylvanians who are looking at this uh, anew. So, Frank, tell me what your ultimate plan here. Do you see this uh, as a, a book, as a documentary? I'm, I'm obviously have not seen your full findings, but I have enough experience with your investigative research techniques to know that you leave no stone unturned. Pardon, uh, pun, uh, unintended. Uh, what is the next step? Well, we're going to continue to broadcast to present this information, and uh, what's happening is similar to what happened with Nexium and other uh, investigations that I've done is that more and more people become interested in this. They realize there's been an injustice, and then uh, gradually and reluctantly, the mainstream media catches on. And you know, this to hear this appearance today is a significant one. Where I'm speaking on the uh, most prominent, important radio station in the United States, and this is the beginning. Gradually, the main goal is to free Jerry Sandusky, number one, first and foremost, he's in prison. Number two is to restore Paterno's legacy, because if Jerry Sandusky is innocent, it stands to reason Paterno is 100% innocent as well. Uh, and then after that, we'll look at there's a documentary coming, a book coming, there'll be many things coming, and reform. And perhaps some of those sinister liars and corrupt actors will get their just reward. Now, Frank, I didn't know this until you told me the other day that you have uh, not only uh, been involved in the production of a number of other important documentaries, uh, but you write all your own music for those documentaries. Uh, and you made a very interesting point about the importance uh, of music uh, in telling a story. Talk to us about that. Well, I believe that Hollywood has understood this for quite a number of years and that by using the right kind of uh, chords, harmony, key signature, the progression of melodies and sometimes repetition can, on a subliminal level, can soothe and open the subconscious mind to a receptive point of view that the director intends. And I think it's been very well done in big films in Hollywood, and I think that the, the world is yet to really fully appreciate the importance of subtle things like music in a production. Uh, very, very, very good point. Uh, going back to your Nexium research, one question I wanted to ask you. Uh, the actress, Catherine Oxenberg, uh, who I greatly admired both as an actress and who I had the privilege to just meet socially, was among those whose children disappeared into the Nexium cult. Uh, how did that story end up? Well, it ended up happily. 
And in fact, it was Catherine Oxenberg that called me uh, because she couldn't get anyone in mainstream media to take up her challenge, which was her daughter had been branded uh, with Keith Ranieri's initials and had signed a pact of slavery and had provided a good deal of blackmail-worthy information so that she could be maintained as a, quote-unquote, slave. And Catherine called me, and she asked me to help out. And I started writing stories, and uh, ultimately, uh, the New York Times took up my story. Then the uh, FBI began an investigation, and a few months later, Ranieri was arrested, and uh, India Oxenberg, Catherine's daughter, was freed from her thraldom. And uh, now here lives in Key West, uh, has a restaurant, and has, which, as we say, lived happily ever after. Uh, that is a truly great story, and if you talk to Catherine Oxenberg, please uh, extend uh, my best uh, regards to her. All right, folks, uh, uh, I've got, I promised you my famous chicken cacciatore recipe, and you're about to hear it. Let me thank Frank Parlato, investigative journalist. You can go to thefrankreport.com to read his research and investigations, including uh, regarding the Sandusky case, which we talked about today. Thanks for joining us, Frank on The Roger Stone Show. Thank you, Roger. Uh, well, folks, I said it in the opening, except nothing other than genuine San Marzano tomatoes. Uh, those are not a brand of tomatoes. That is a style of tomatoes. But to make my mother's famous chicken cacciatore, you need a roasting chicken, some flour, six tablespoons of olive oil, a half pound of mushrooms, uh, one chopped cup of onions, uh, one half cup of fine white wine, uh, a medium-sized can of, yes, San Marzano tomatoes, a tablespoon of brandy, uh, just a few sprigs of parsley chopped. Parsley is very, very strong. You never want to overuse it. A clove of garlic and, well, two tablespoons of butter. Now, cut the chicken into pieces. Sprinkle it with salt and pepper, roll it in the flour, and fry in the olive oil until golden brown. Now, remove the chicken from the pan, and to the remaining oil, add the mushrooms, chopped onions, and cook until slightly brown. Now, add the wine and tomatoes, uh, and uh, put the chicken back in the pan uh, after uh, that is cooked for a bit for five minutes making sure that it is well heated throughout. Now is when you add the brandy, the chopped parsley, and then, then and only end, then the garlic. Cover this and cook it slowly. When the chicken is tender, that's when you add the butter. Now here's the key thing, folks, which is you can serve this uh, over pasta or you can serve it under over rice. So now you have yet another of uh, Gloria Corbo Stone's family recipes, which we are proud to bring you. But once again, inspect that tomato can carefully uh, because you don't want San Marzano style tomatoes. Uh, you want the real thing. San Marzano tomatoes from the San Marzano Valley. 
You can get them at D'Agostino's. You can get them at Gristini's. You can get them at fine supermarkets everywhere, but under no circumstances except anything other than the genuine article. I'm Roger Stone. This is the Roger Stone Show, and we'll be right back. Coming up is Tulsi Gabbard, the former Hawaiian congressman, former Democrat, now an independent, and suddenly it seems a relatively hot prospect to be uh, the nominee of the Republican Party for Donald J. Trump for vice president. We'll be right back. <laughs> 